You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Well, here we are in Baxter Boot Studios now, downtown Batuta. Clancy Overall, editor speaking, joined by editor-at-large Errol Parker. Two guests in the building today. They've uh, they've made the trip out. Very kind of them. Two NRL legends, NRL journeymen, and also arguably two of the first good-looking men to play rugby league professionally. Just one. Mm. Randy. <laughs> Randy Matua, Willie nice. Mason. How are you guys? Good, thanks. Yeah, How are you good. guys? Good. Wonderful. Mate. Thanks for having us. Uh, now, Rennie's um, going on TV a bit later. He's behaving himself, but Willie's walked in here with some uh, yeah, Gordon's what? Premium Pink Gin and Soda. Man, special. Massive night last night. I was Origin Light. Yeah. The Coopers that you, you guys are drinking doesn't go down well. Bit, bit, bit heavy. Bit heavy yeah. for you. Now, we. Um, Very manly drink. What do you do of an evening now that you're not playing when a big match is on? What do you guys do? When a big match is on, like yeah. to say last night, um, I had to go to the. I went to the Ivy. Hell yeah, yeah. Uh, it was all right for for a promotion, and um, they've got a great sports bar there, don't they? Yeah, an awesome sports bar. I was on level five. They had one TV and about like about a hundred people in the room, so it was a bit weird. And I did it's probably a bit the of only a, time uh, we've been allowed in. <laughs> it is the only time we were allowed in. It's almost. <laughs> we got bar there for ten years, so um, yeah. it was a good day. Actually, I said um, I have to go to level five when I got in. I go, uh, no, it's not open. Uh, six thirty. I'm like, Mate, it's fucking six twenty nine. Well, who cares? Just let me in. Well, thanks, Justin Hems, for finally coming through. <laughs> now, what's going on for work, guys? I mean, Renny, you're on you're on Fox, and you're. From Maruba initially, so I imagine you're laying carpet somewhere. <laughs> There's plenty of carpet layers down the beach. No, I'm doing cabinetry. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm building in the factory and then going out and installing. So uh, when I got back from the UK and Canada, I, I was looking for something to do and a mate of mine owns a company, Arc Joinery, and I just went along and gave it a try. And seven months later, I'm still there and I'm about to start an apprenticeship. So oh, it's something that's rewarding. And, and one of the regrets I had not while I was playing footy is I didn't have any qualifications. So... Mm-hmm. You know, if I ever want to leave Sydney or move move somewhere else, at least I'll have a qualification behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mentioned, I'm doing a little bit of stuff with Fox, a couple of shows a fortnight, which mm-hmm. is which is fun. You know, like it's I've never watched so much rugby league the last mm-hmm. sort of couple of months. Got but, that um, KO app. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I didn't think I could get back into the game. It took me a while once I retired to even enjoy it. And now that I've understood who who the new players are and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's going on with the game? Um, I'm enjoying it again. And, you can slip into that legend role. Yeah, well, mm. hardly a legend, but it's uh, it's been fun. It's been fun. It's hard. It's a lot of preparation. You don't, you probably don't get paid enough for the amount of preparation you have to do, but you yeah. get found out pretty quickly. It's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm grateful for. So we'll see what happens beyond this year. Now, one player that would openly refer to himself as a legend is sitting next to you. <laughs> Willie, what are you getting up to nowadays? <laughs> um, yeah, I was... I'm all right. I mean, I played the game for so long, yeah. you know, like, and um, had some good people around me, sort of like, I, I can sit and pick and choose what I want at the moment. I do my own show, like Unfiltered mm-hmm. on, um, it's a bit of a podcast sort of show, whatever, mm-hmm. slash sort of whatever bullshit it is. Um, that's a bit of fun, which gives me my own, my own platform to say whatever I want, mm-hmm. pretty much. Like, I mean, I could have easily slipped into the Fox Sports yeah. Channel 9 bullshit, but... Mm-hmm. 
I just don't think I'm. I don't, I'm not like that. I'm not built like that. You're because a bit brash, maybe. I just don't want to fucking say what they say. Like yeah. it's awful. Like how they get put in this sort of box and they get tell you what to say. And I've never been like that. Yeah. You know, if you so follow you, my career, you know what I'm like. I'm just. I'm, you're I'm, not I really just, a company man, really. No, I'm not a conformist. Really, I'm not yeah. going to say whatever. Like, like if you if you actually watch a game and then turn the commentary off. You'll actually look at the game differently. You turn the commentary on, it's just a load of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, have a look what happened on the weekend. There was four of the lowest fucking games I've ever seen in my life. But they commentate yeah. on it. It's like, oh, they have to, obviously, obviously have to build the game. I'm just like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> just don't play. Like, I think Origin should be like a standalone game. Mm-hmm. It, it rates the highest out of like anyone, mm-hmm. out of all our sports during the year. Mm-hmm. Rates the highest. But we still have to have these players back up on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you want to pay these players, like they should be getting paid a hundred grand a year. Yeah. You have a look at the revenue they make. They make over sixty million dollars. Yeah, well, that's hard. You know what I mean? Like, and it's why. not even it's not even fucking five percent of what they make the players get. And everyone's like, oh, they're getting overpaid. Blah blah blah. It's like, mm. no, you're not. They're not getting paid enough. Yeah. Take a stance and go. You know what? Give us at least ten percent of the revenue. Was there a players union getting around when you guys were playing? Was there? It was the lowest ever. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. No one gave the fuck about <laughs> us. Seriously, like it was so funny. Like seriously, it was like no, no one cared. Nobody was on board. The RLPA now Clint Newton. Shout out to Clint Newton, doing a great job, doing it all for the players, and I'm all for that. You know, our era. But like when we were playing, no one gave a shit. It was like just get on there, get off, yeah. do your job. No, no problem. Go shit. talk to Cutter NASA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go get a fight. Just get a release. Got an issue? Just get a release. Don't worry. Yeah. Now you both had a dabble at boxing. Yeah, that yeah. seems to be the trend for retired footy players. Well, you, I mean, you know, short of opening an F45, Jim, you... Uh... <laughs> they love that post. That was genius, that post. I thought, this, these guys are referring to me. <laughs> we, I think we, we all get a little... Is he talking about us? Is Batuta's on me or what? Uh, how did that translate? Was that just something... It's always been rugby league and boxing kind of went hand in hand for 100 years. It's a combative sport, isn't it? Yeah. I had a couple of fights when I was playing. I wouldn't fight now. Like, credit to Rennie. Like, he was... He retired. Mm-hmm. And then had to focus again. Like training is fucking ridiculous. It's too hard. I don't have the mindset and the like. Like I just don't. I just don't want to do it. I actually just don't want to do it. It's too hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I got punched in the head enough. I got hit in the head enough for like seventeen years. I'm not going to do it. But like Rennie, like stepped in the ring and had to train. I was with him. I was just like far out. Like yeah. credit. Like commitment. It's. I don't have the commitment. That's the word. You smashed that bloke you fought the other day, didn't you? Which guy? Just Justin before you Hodges. took off to Toronto. Your opening bout? Your first yeah, year. yeah, Moni. Um, oh, look, I got stopped in the second round. The guy was uh, from Reesby. Um, Bloke was a dog. <laughs> yeah. Plumber. He's all right. Um, <laughs> Red beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. It was unreal. Yeah. It was full of piss. It was fucking great. I was actually. It was like he had some income protection too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, yes. Yeah. If I get hit in the head more than once, yeah. it's time out. Yeah, it's yeah. Mad. just don't. Break my yeah, fucking yeah. hands. Yeah. Just well, I actually sparred him six weeks before it, and yeah. um, he's an experienced boxer. He's mm-hmm. a little bit older, but he's, he knows his way around the ring, and he kept leaning on me, and I blew out real quick. Mm-hmm. So it made me a little bit more anxious when I was getting into the ring to box him, especially when they made me main event. Like, mm-hmm. like That was like the week yeah. before your main Ren, event. Ren, sorry, Ren went from <laughs> just being on like the undercard. The, on the undercard, <laughs> like third or maybe the whatever, the pre-whatever. To main event. Oh. <laughs> it's like, so I was, I was around the whole time. I was like, you guys... Oh, 
I'm fucking main event now. Yeah. I'm main event. It was just a box I had to tick. You know, I've loved yeah. boxing my whole life, and you know, love watching the UFC. And I just had to make that one that walk once. You know, I, don't, yeah. I would never do it again. The training was too hard. Eight yeah. weeks of torture with Billy Hussein, who's probably arguably one of the best Australian trainers. Yeah, uh, he didn't treat me like a like a uh, footy player. Once I got in the gym, it was the, I had to train like the rest of the boxers and. Mate, the training and, and the anxiety you build up, especially when you're sparring and you got everyone in the gym filming, yeah. it was, you yeah. know, it wasn't a great feeling, but probably the easiest thing was the fight night mm-hmm. after going through all that. And it was an experience that I'll never forget. And, you know, I'm glad I did it once and I don't have to do it again. Mm-hmm. Maybe, on, maybe to call out Hodjo. Yeah, after th- yeah <laughs> fuck no. Let's get that <laughs> undercard. I'll before. beat Hodjo one arm. <laughs> Timmy Sue's new fight. Next fight, we'll get you guys on the undercard, eh? <laughs> Shout out, No Limit Promotions. You can organise yeah. that. <laughs> Great fight nights, guys. <laughs> now, we were talking, uh, obviously, watching the, the match last night at the Lord Kidman Hotel in, uh, in Batuta. You guys were probably of the first generation... A new wave of of NRL player, you know NRL uh, historically had always been like guys that look like Tommy Radonikus, long haired. You know, you guys kind of came through a big yeah. wave of Polynesian footballers, yeah. and also the grooming started to change around you the time you guys were playing. Everyone had a fade. You've got a nice fade right yeah, now, by the way, Willie. Didn't, didn't need to get that for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a podcast. We'll get a photo yeah. at the end of it. <laughs> no, you, 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 you bang on. Uh, there was uh, myself, Willie, Willie Tonga, Sonny Bill. And if you, especially if you played a Friday night, you had to go to get a haircut. You had to go get no, a I'm not, no, I'm not involved. No, this guy used to get a haircut every fucking Friday. Seriously, like... I wasn't about that life because you had an afro, then, mate. Yeah, people didn't people didn't know like he's got beautiful hair, yeah, uh, and so does Sonny and Willie Tong and all these sort of guys. But I got like an afro sort of thing. I don't, and there was no barbers in the mid two thousands. Yeah, not in so Toronto. They yeah, no, not, not in Toronto West. So like even in Belmore, like you go you go around now anyway. There's barbers. They can fade yeah, you up. Yeah. They can do whatever. But like obviously going back to the the Polynesian thing, I uh, I come up a little bit before Ren. And like you, you have a look at the late nineties, sort of, sort of early nineties. There was hardly you could name on one hand the Polynesian players. Mm-hmm. So I was part of that first sort of wave of like like a, a lot of Polynesian players, like the Joe Nullivars, the Tony Pulitzers, and stuff like. I mean Solomon Hamano and John Hopewati sort of mm-hmm. led the way, but yeah, there was a really big influx of like Polynesian in the early two thousands, mm-hmm. and then when Sonny ran Willie Tonga, Matt Utai. That's just in the Bulldogs, and then yeah. you go through every side, probably about three or four. Mm-hmm. wasn't too, wasn't too many. Now you have a look at the seventy um, percent in juniors, isn't it's, it? Yeah, seventy-seven yeah. in juniors. But it, like you go through the uh, the NRL list, it's like 50 percent yeah. Polynesian. If you go to Indigenous, it's like pretty much 60 percent. Yeah. So the game is dominated by Polynesians, mm-hmm. and because we're like probably the third generation over here, and we're built for this sport. There's nothing. We're not going to be fucking cricket players. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We're not going to be golfers. We're not going to be golfers. Only one Tongan golfer out there. Well, VJ Singh. Yeah. Fijian and a Tongan out there. They're in top 20. But like, we're not going to be golfers. We're not going to be tennis players. We're built for contact sport. You know, like we're all genetically built for this game. Like, and I'm so proud to be a Polynesian and proud to see the influx of players come through now. And like, people want to be like, like us. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like when I was young, I was just like, oh, man, I want to be like Bradley Clyde and, yeah. you know, all those sort of players that were like my sort of idols, but they weren't Polynesian. Yeah. Now these young kids are going, I want to be Sonny Bill. I want to be Willie Mason. Mm-hmm. I want to be Israel Folau. I want to be like all these sort of guys that have we've paved the way for these young kids. Mm-hmm. 
now yeah. the, the world's their oyster, they can build their own sort of legacy. So the door's over. We kicked, we, we knocked the fucking door down. With the 2004 Premiership, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But every club, you, you, go, to, you, go, you, you, go, you go to every club, you go to every club and it's, there's a massive, mm-hmm. there's a massive like Polynesian sort of influence there. Um, obviously, you were the first African American to play in the NRL after Greg Smith's uh, brief little <laughs> stint at Newcastle. <laughs> he fucking bullshitted his way onto an NRL roster. That is one of that the is one of the greatest stories all time ever. NRL yarns ever. Mate, he That's come, he rocked up the train, and Joey said he walked up the train and said, "Look, I'm an NFL like superstar." Back then, no one gave a shit. Everything like he could, oh, he's big. African American, fast. <laughs> All right, give him a run. Instead of the wing, Chuck Halligan dusted him up. I remember oh. in '98, I was still I was at the Bulldogs, and he played yeah. the night. We played the nights, and this is how fucked up he was. Chuck dusted him up. Chuk, I could beat Chuck in a race. No disrespect, Chuk. But yeah, and now yeah, Chuck Halligan dusted him up, but he he, he fooled his way on an NRL. Oh. He just walked in. Who was it? Warren Ryan walked yeah. in and just this said, "Guy's the next best thing." And and the best thing about it was that like it, it couldn't have gone worse. They they put. Tamana Tahu on the bench for this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I went this far. I was was playing Jersey Flag. (laughs) I was playing the 90s at a home bush. And everyone's like, oh, Greg Smith. Uh." This is 98, Ren. (laughs) And um, yeah, this guy's this black American come out like NFL superstar, blah, blah. Everyone thought he was like Terrell Owens or some shit like Randy Moss. (laughs) Nah. Absolutely retarded. Like, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't catch, couldn't play, got smoked by the chook. Oh, it was hilarious. He, he could run, to, though. Yeah. Yeah, well, fuck, get him, yeah. get him some space first. <laughs> Look, a lot of space. Yeah. Learn how to catch. He had no, he had no idea. He, he ran out. There's, on the, there's, on he YouTube, ran, there's highlights. He ran out. <laughs> like a receiving from fucking Eli Manning, bang, ran out. So Andy played one game, surely. Done. One game. Done. Yeah. Yep. And then they sent him out to Wyong. I think nah. it's fucking hilarious. He took Wyong Roos to a premiership. That was um, <laughs> he's, a, he's a legend out that Even way. Even <laughs> Now, um, do you think, as you were saying before, like you know, it's we just look at the, the match last night. Tedesco, uh, you know, you got Napa, you got all these different people from different backgrounds. Do you think that's why the anthem thing hasn't really struck a chord in the NRL? Because yeah. To be honest, like honest, um, it, w- it would have in the AFL if someone had said that and done something like what happened last night. In the yeah, AFL. it's not very. I mean, I think AFL is very multicultural, mm. but like, I, I like I respect whatever, whatever Josh Adokar and you know Cody Walker's like standing mm. up for. Like mm. fuck, I mean, our national anthem sucks pretty much. <laughs> like it doesn't mean shit, honestly. Like I, I, I sing it, I sing it, I will sing it every single time. Like it's 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 getting played. But doesn't hit me in the heart. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. when I when I hear the New Zealand anthem. Yeah. When I hear the Pommy a- anthem, the mm-hmm. Americans like fuck. It's really. It's really. Mm-hmm. You, you can feel like they they, they sing yeah. it with like they get, they get so patriotic about it. I'm like mm-hmm. yeah. I don't, the, the words actually mean something. Mm-hmm. Like girt by scene shit. I don't even know what the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? Are we yeah. like? A- you feel like Rolf Harris is about to come out with a wobble board. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's like and and, and then, like I spoke to a lot of people. A lot of people won't say this. It's just like oh yeah. So I don't even know that. I don't really understand the words to our anthem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm all for it. I'll sing it all the time because especially when I play for Australian stuff, like it means a lot. Mm-hmm. You could say the same thing, but I can understand like what Josh Adokar and all the boys like yeah. didn't care. And then, I'll, and then and you see it from a different perspective. Justin Hodges. Yeah. I sing it because cause he's 
family was in the army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it means something like that. Mm. It means something to me because my dad was an Aussie. Mm-hmm. So it means something to me. So, but I can understand why people don't sing it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, if it doesn't mean that much to you. Just, just don't sing. There's been so many anthems but and so many teams have played it. There's well, a consensus in the NRL. No one's really kind of making a fuss of this thing. It's just no one gives a fuck. Like, yeah. Honestly, there's like a little minority that's always going to give a fuck. It's only know? been the the official anthem since like 1984. Or and everyone's going, oh, you you disrespected history. Yeah, <laughs> since what what 35 years. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, like you fucking idiots get educated first before you say something there's, there's a lot of people that like comment everyone, everyone's got their right in like social media and all this sort of shit we love it but we hate it like, we wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for social media mm-hmm. it connects people but it disconnects people mm-hmm. do you guys uh, are kind of thankful that you didn't have social media yeah, when you were playing oh. <laughs> thank god far out <laughs> We wouldn't be sitting here today. Uh, I know, like there's, there's, at the start of the season, I mean, all like just fucking week after week was just a video here, a text message there. It was just a constant ream of just of all this stuff that's come out of social media. Oh, I'm glad it wasn't around when we started. It started. It wasn't like we were doing dumb shit. No, but I mean, like we had we had a we had a great time in our career. But like the shit that went on, I'm like, like in this off season. Some, like, even we were shocked. Oh, yeah, shocked. We've had it takes a lot to shock us. Out. So I'm just like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Yeah. You know, like every time we've asked anyone that, everyone has always said, no, thank God. It wasn't there. Even people who are in the Wallabies, there are people who are that tame who, yeah. who, who were like, oh, I don't want them to see me having a schooner of port at the pub after <laughs> to have beaten the Poms in England, you know. I think, I think what happens with rugby league now, we're a reflection of society mm-hmm. at its worst, mm-hmm. at its maximum. Mm. Because what's happening in society, if you have a look at your average 25-year-old phone, mm. you, have, you don't really want to look at it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There's going to be some fucking bullshit on that phone. Yeah. But these football pl- football players now and like WhatsApp groups and all this yeah. sort of shit, like yeah. being in WhatsApp groups. <laughs> You've been in WhatsApp yeah. groups, friends. It's like... There's a limit to shit. Yeah, yeah. In Newcastle, for instance, like Kurt Gearley, myself, Jeremy Smith, Bo Scott, we're leaders running it. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't post shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, they'll get it down. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. you've got young boys, you know, yeah. we had a young, young, a young squad there that respected the fact, it's like, don't, don't fuck around. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's a reflection on the leadership group. Yeah. In in teams, mm-hmm. it's like you don't you don't stand for that shit. It's mm-hmm. like get that down, take that down, delete that, yeah. delete that video, especially if it's like that. And I'm talking about videos about like you know blokes being out in the piss and just having a good time or yeah. whatever. And, and maybe oh this bird's good good looking bird. Who gives a fuck? Take it down anyway. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Let alone the shit that just went. Yeah, now, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I was just sitting there, I was just around, I was like, another, like, another video, like, we're just sitting there going, another video, like, we get, we get the mail first, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. we're like, we before, we're weeks before everyone else, yeah, yeah. we're like, fuck, this is going to come out, and there's way, there's way more out there that hasn't come out. Yeah, 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 I'm sure there there's is. There's a lot of people that could be <laughs> fucked up, and that's hilarious, and that's hilarious, because I know, I know all the players are, I'd never name anyone. You know who's sweating. Fault. No, I don't think, obviously... They're not sweating now, but like at the time, I was yeah. running old talk. I was like, "Damn, mm. this comes out. This night was fucked." Have, yeah, have a few more of those pink GNTs, mate. We'll <laughs> <laughs> get some names out of you. Uh, uh, <laughs> drink up. Uh, look, I've uh, heard now that there are clubs that are taking out insurance against this now, 
where you can... Pandora's box has been opened. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised with the amount of revenue that goes into to clubs now, sponsorships. It's just, they're, they're in damage control. You yeah. know, and... With the WhatsApp groups, for example, I felt like at the back end of my career that the younger guys were filtering out the senior players, so they obviously didn't have enough respect for the captain or <laughs> yeah, something yeah. to you put some lady in the group. group well, that's what I'm saying, and that. <laughs> oh, so you would think the old heads wouldn't even be in on it? Well, not really. No, no, no. it was all the sort of young guys. But one, all the kids. Yeah, what I feel like that, that culture in rugby league is that it's it's tribalism. It's being accepted. So mm. putting up that video for your teammates yeah. is. Is that way of being accepted by, yeah, your, by your peers showing yeah. off? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's probably one of the bad cultures that we've got within our game, especially within the dressing room of rugby league. Um, but you know, given what what went on over in the off season, it, it had to it had to stop, and it, I'm sure it's it's stopped now. Doesn't it, it contextualises some of the bullshit that you guys got in trouble for? Like you know, Willie Mason taking a piss out from the RSL. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and the worst person to ever played the game. <laughs> it's like, Fuck me! Uh, or you know, everyone, everyone's been caught public ur- urination, or or like even Mitchell Pearce gyrating a on a, a puppy. You know, it's like he had to fucking apologise and lead the country and was suspended from his club. It's like guys, he had to go to rehab. Yeah, that's yeah. not that bad. You know, yeah. <laughs> not for the dog. <laughs> in, in the scheme of it, you think it's not that bad, but yeah. it, you know, like with the public perception and the way society is now, yeah. you just it's you gotta, unfortunate, but yeah. it's the way it is. Yeah, yeah, you know, you got you to you you like evolve with society. Yeah, yeah. You got to evolve with the game. You got to evolve with society. So you know, Ren and I come through the like. He was a bit after after me, but, but it was the same sort. Of, society didn't change. Mm-hmm. Until 2008 and 2009. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know what Instagram was until Ren yeah. told me. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was an early influencer. He was a very, he's a, he's a, he's a public influencer model. Public figure slash model influencer. That's what he has on his thing. We use his slash haircut for a story. Slash foot model. We come through the same era. So Ren was, um, I'm a couple of years older than him. I come through before him. And but it didn't change for fucking eight years. Mm-hmm. You know, we were saying we used to go out, and we used to drink piss, we used to play hard, we used to party hard, we used to do everything. We used to win, but mm-hmm. we used to win. That helps. It does help because it, when you win, everything that you do off the field, oh, I don't, who cares? You it must be working. It must be. It must. We'll look after that. Yeah. 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 Oh, it, it must be working. So yeah. your coach turns a blind eye. So they get they 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 slip off the. So top. it comes part of the the it's the culture of a club it's a it's a culture of like the winning culture it's the coach i think the coach has the biggest influence on players Mm -hmm. personally like i've been around like just say steve folks was my coach for 10 or 12 years and we had we had our run-ins yeah but it was it was because he wasn't used to a a person or a character like me that was questioning shit Mm -hmm. yeah you know because i was part of that new sort of era where I wasn't that. You're a cocky fat. little millennial. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> fucking never a millennial, but I wasn't the five foot eight fat little fucking stocky front rower. Yeah, yeah. Six foot fucking five hundred and twenty kilos, and I got wheels. You can run like <laughs> a motherfucker. <laughs> Footwork like fucking two of us a shit. Check this shit, folks. R.I.P. But but, like, well, hey, but, but that's but that's that's the thing. Like, yeah. so he wasn't used to my like like just I don't know brash or cockiness or whatever. Yeah. But like, I, so I was there by myself for, for a couple of years until these guys come up, yeah. and it was the same sort of swag. It was yeah. like, fuck, you know, like that's, you know, we're getting, sure. we're going to take over. You know, it was, it was a different sort of mentality. Mm-hmm. I sort of paved the way. So all these dudes, all these young kids come up, started hanging with me, 
Yeah. And it's the only reason why we won the fucking comp. Yeah, yeah. And we had that, we built that dynasty bit because a, these bit young of a kids. Detroit bad boys. Yeah, exactly. Moment, it was like, yeah. we, we did not give a fuck because yeah, we used to beat the shit out of people for fun. Mm-hmm. Sage Legally. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah. like, and the bullshit they went through in 2004, all this sort of stuff, you know what I mean? Like the Coffs Harbor bullshit. Yeah. It was like, it galvanized everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, guys like Ren. Sonny, Rennie Matua, like Matt, like Utah was there for like 2002, but we would never want to comp. Yeah. Where guys like Jamie Feeney, Dennis Scott, all these sort of guys, it was a great clubman. Great, were, good were you club living players. Out there? Were you living in Bankstown, Fuck Belmont? No. Oh, <laughs> we're in the fucking eastern suburbs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Carpool, carpool. I'm a Toronto West boy, fucking, hey, in the eastern suburbs. What a goddamn. So you guys are. Oxymoron. <laughs> you guys are. Um, both from very violent coastal hometowns, mm. and yeah, you, Toronto West is. Yeah, <laughs> when, when, <laughs> nah, when, rude, right? <laughs> <laughs> when you came up, particularly there was a lot of eyes on where you were from. Obviously, Russell Crowe and yeah. did that documentary, and and then you all of a sudden it made it sound like there was some sort of mafioso element to Maruba, and there was you know people getting. You know, I guess you would have been the Godfather in the scheme. Of nah, things, and right? I was still fairly young. I mean, Kobe was probably the face of the whole thing he was doing mm. quite well on the surfing tour you know growing up in Maribor you, you have a few characters mm-hmm. amongst you that obviously give a bad name to the rest of the beach and there was a few incidents growing up but you know I come from a good family my immediate circle of friends they're all really good guys mm-hmm. you know come from good families earn good money so unfortunately we get um, tagged with the same same yeah. brush as some of the ones that as get in trouble every but, single person that yeah. grew up in the area exactly so uh, I can't speak highly enough of my immediate mates and the blokes that, you know, play up and that, well, that's their business. Yeah, Unfortunately, yeah. I've got the same tattoo as them, but <laughs> which is a pain in the ass sometimes, you know. Yeah. it's um, One thing about growing up in Maruba was my parents always knew where I was. Yeah. I was always at the beach. I wasn't out stealing cars or getting up to no good or anything like that. What it did, though, when I, when, um, I was arrested in 2004, once I started playing first grade, um, so I, <laughs> so I didn't get arrested until I started playing first. Fuck for, off for, a, <laughs> for an incident for an incident that happened in 2002, which yeah, yeah, was yeah. you know yeah, yeah. Brabways, this yeah. uh, you know which I was later acquitted of. But I've always had that sort of um, I'm going to have that tag now. You yeah, know, yeah, I'm always running with of the Brabway, even yeah. though I don't associate myself as much with the beach anymore. I surf down there. I live down there. You don't um, lay carpet. You're nah, not, don't you're lay not a carpet. UFC fighter. <laughs> no, not a UFC fighter. <laughs> you're not down at owls. You know? <laughs> nah. Definitely you not surf, right? Yeah. That's yeah. one thing I always regret. I mean, I'm not built for surfing, mm-hmm. obviously. But this little big fucking... Big mouth? Oh. You'd be right on a big mouth. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> no mate, it's, it's an Hawaiian sport. Right. It was made by This guy's like... <laughs> Invented by Islanders, really. In his prime... Like, <laughs> nah. he, he looks good now. You know, John Sutton's the man. He's like... Yeah, it's like Sato. Like, he's big. He's 105, 6 kilos. Sato, Sato. He's, a hundred, he's probably he'd 100 kilos. Motherfuckers can move. Yeah, yeah. He'd be right. the best surfer I, in the NRL, Sato. Mark Gassier thinks he's like a good... Mark Gassier's good. Just because you've got blonde hair and a long Gaznia. neck. Gaznia. Gaznia surfs Who do you reckon's got a longer neck? Him or DCE? <laughs> <laughs> the longest neck in the NRL, sir. Is it a small head or a long neck? Yeah. I don't know what it is. I think it's, it's a bit both. both. Yeah. DCE's got that real cotton bud look to him, though, doesn't he? Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, you were saying before, uh, in terms of, you know, the anthem and the representative honours, it's so clear that in, in Australia... Uh, or in, in rugby league, one of the biggest comps is origin, you know, and you can forget kind of Melbourne and any other grassroots states. But 
you guys were kind of pioneers, I guess, of Tonga Samoa and this thing growing up. Um, and, and becoming, you know, yeah. quite a, a you know a televised yeah. event as I think, at least. I think Ren could speak on this more, but like, I'm so proud of being Polynesian. I, I represented Tonga when I was uh, 19 in yeah. the World Cup in 2000, mm-hmm. and back then it wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. As I was saying, like the that I was part of that first wave to mm-hmm. come through, probably the second second wave. Mm-hmm. But it was like it was really important to me to play because mm-hmm. my my mum's half Samoan and half Tongan. Yeah, right. But my dad was was Australian. Yeah, right. Obviously, at that stage, I wasn't ready to play for Australia. I wasn't. I was still new on the scene. I only played yeah. ten games at NRL. Yeah, right. And then I represented Australia when I was twenty-one for eight or nine years. So the game, and still then, when I was when I was playing in the international scene, Tonga wasn't strong. Yeah. Samoa wasn't strong. Even though we had all these players, when you look through New Zealand and Australia, like I remember playing in in a. Aussie team and like, so like god damn it was like myself there was about four or five Tongans in there mm-hmm. and about like two or three Samoans mm-hmm. and a Fijian like it was like and then I look at New Zealand it was like there was a lot of Samoan brothers and Tongan brothers and stuff like that and then the last five years six years yeah. maybe no longer well, you know, you I keep forgetting what fucking year it is yeah. but like <laughs> so when like ran like 2013 you played in the World Cup yeah, yeah, that was the first year, and that was massive. Like yeah. I was, I was, I was going to play in the World Cup. Was this during um little mini dread cornrows, Ren? That you were oh, he had yeah. a beautiful haircut. No, that, was, that was two fourteen. That was yeah. <laughs> no, but the thing crisis. is, like he, like he, like he, he started the the wave. Yeah, you know, and it meant something. Mm-hmm. Then obviously it's gotten to a next level when um Tamalolo and Fafita yeah. and all these sort of brothers like yeah. went, you know I'm playing for Tonga. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and the game's gone from here here. But it started around about 2013 World Cup, and now it's a, now it's a thing. Like there's a there's a match coming up. Obviously Fiji versus Lebanon, which which sounds like it'll be sensational. But that's <laughs> that's opening for uh, Hasmel Majri's captain coach. He's <laughs> still playing. <laughs> Shout out to Has, you little fat nugget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well he was living out there. He wasn't living in the eastern suburbs when you guys were playing. He was right. He's a coalface. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the shit I could say, oh, I can't. It's, uh, <laughs> it was only 2001. <laughs> <laughs> now there was like originally like back before 2013 players played for their Polynesian culture mm-hmm. at the end of their career. Yeah, right. So they had good sides or but they were just a little bit too old and 2013 sort of coming to the back end of my career and late 20s I got an opportunity I knew I couldn't play for Australia again so I thought why don't I represent my culture and you know where my father's from and learn a bit about it. You know, I'm Sydney born, I don't know much about the culture, I don't speak the language. I don't know if I had a direct influence, but then I spoke to Frank Pritchard and a few Sam Cassiano. I told them, you know, get on board, get on board. Things are changing within the Polyne- with the, within the Samoan team. Then they came in 2014, and then it's been a real. And then Tonga with Tao Malolo. Yeah, no, everyone's like playing. Before that, it was like that 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 test that you played around about the Anzac test. It was always that year, like like the Samoan versus we Tonga, played against Fiji, all that sort of shit. That sort of set the whole scene because, like, Ren put his hand up, Frankie Pritchard put their hands up. They started defecting from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it yeah. wasn't – no one defected from a show because in our eyes, obviously, the pinnacle is playing for a show. Mm-hmm. But, like, what happened I, – I, I could see it happening, like, just the tribal sort of – and, and the, the, the amount of Polynesians that was playing, it, it hits your heart heartstrings. Yeah. It's it's fucking it, like if you're Polynesian, it like it 
brings like fucking it's, tears yeah, to your eyes. It's connecting with your culture that it's you've never... Like, even though you're Australian yeah. born or whatever you are, it doesn't matter when you see that shit, even from like, I sit there and go, fuck. Like, you, don't, you don't get that with a, with a kangaroo's jersey. It's a different yeah, sort of pride. Yeah. Feeling, it's yeah. a different sort of pride. It's a different, different sort of pride. I've, I, and I'm proud to say I've done both and I'm like... You know what? Like it's 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 different. Mm-hmm. You know, like you play for Australia, and it's like you know you you think in your head, and it is. I think that you reach the pinnacle, mm-hmm. and you don't play just for you know your friends or whatever. It's, well, you it's get a to whole, play with a lot of it's good a whole, players. Yeah. It's a whole reflection yeah. on your whole life. Mm-hmm. Your first test. Mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to play twenty four tests, mm-hmm. and every test meant something. Mm-hmm. It was a battle. It wasn't. We weren't playing against fucking Scotland or you know like. Mm. All these T fucking six clubs. Minnows. Yeah. But we we're, you know, were playing against England playing against England, Great Britain and New Zealand. Yeah. They're tests. Yeah. Don't yeah. tell me don't talk to me in ten years if you played against fucking Scotland and you said oh, you're a test player because you're not. Did you have the same sort Unbridled. of feeling when you were playing in the country jersey? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's a bit different because like I'm a Toronto West boy. Like I was brought up very humbling, but like Playing for country, it does mean something, you yeah. know. Like you know, it's, it did um, a few years back. Playing city yeah, country was an honour, you know. Yeah. Yeah. City yeah. country was wasn't a joke. I mean, I think they made a joke in the last sort of five six years. But like I remember playing like uh, city country with Andrew Johns, Trent Barrett, yeah, um, some of the greatest players. I come off a three day bender straight into it. It was <laughs> fucked. <laughs> it was massive. So you were taking it seriously. I took yeah. it so seriously. It was ridiculous. I think. Um, Remember, like, in, I don't think everyone remembers, like, 2003, Matt Utah scored. So after 2002 debacle with the, bull, with mm. the Bulldogs, yeah. we're, only, we're only over the cap $7 billion. <laughs> um, so, like, and then... And Thanks then, a lot, Kevin yeah, Climber. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we didn't even know about it, you assholes. Um, so 2002, so, so, so then the Roosters won. Mm-hmm. So the whole, oh, the Bulldogs, well, the won, all this delivered. sort of shit, yeah. whatever, who cares, like... But so everyone bought into it. So like 2003, everyone's like, oh, it's a grand final. This should have been the grand final. Matt Utah scores in the corner. Remember that great try score yeah. in 2003? It was ridiculous. Like it, was like, it was like winning the grand final. Yeah, yeah. So that was on a Friday night. I didn't come home till Monday morning. <laughs> and I had to go straight into fucking uh, city country camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Went from there. I'm not going to say I drove, but I drove all, all the way, all the way to fucking Gosford, and it come in. I didn't leave my room for three days, <laughs> and then I had to, and then I had to play like a city country game. It was like, holy shit! It was like Joey was there, Trent Barrett, like Danny Badiris, like just like great players because yeah. that's when you had to actually play for a fucking Origin jersey. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Was that how it was? Yeah, it was. But then and then but then I went through through that to obviously privileged enough to like if I was already picked in origin yet mm-hmm. you don't have to play city country mm-hmm. or if you play an Anzac test you're not playing city country because you're already in origin all yeah. sort of stuff. so I was, I, was, I, was, I was blessed enough to be in those teams but at that time you weren't you, you didn't guarantee it yeah 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 well, I still got on the team but they didn't know that till now <laughs> <laughs> well, in hindsight, it's great. That's it's a great, 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 great yarn. I could, I, that's very sugar-coated, that one. <laughs> now, um, so do you reckon the dream for the Tonga Samoa is opening match for the All-Stars? I think well, at the moment, Tonga's moved on to New Zealand. Yeah, you know, yeah. Now that they've knocked them off, Samoa mm. like, was probably just ahead of Tonga the last few years, and now yeah. Tonga's taken over, You know, especially with... 
probably the most damaging forward in the game yeah. at the moment, Talmalolo. He's been the face of it. Is there any uh, uh, merit to the rumours that the you know Tongan government might be kind of uh, you know really really encouraging this exodus yeah. of uh, of, Here are some of Australian house players? And land packages. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, I'll get land. Oi. <laughs> yeah, We've got our own kingdom over there, mate. Yeah. Talmalolo is a god. The Fafita yeah. Hotel opening yeah. next, <laughs> next summer. Travels dot com. Yeah, I mean, there's some some sort of initiatives happening anyway to yeah. to get the guys to go back as well. I mean, other than as you said, kind of, you know, just the connection. Yeah, well, and you know, a lot of them aren't exposed to it because they mm. grew up in New Zealand or Australia. Yeah, so yeah. once they reconnect, they get that sort of buzz, and they're not getting paid. Mm. It obviously means a lot to them. Mm-hmm. That's when the ARL or the NRL need to step in mm-hmm. and pay these people what they deserve. Yeah, was rugby union ever on the radar for you guys I mean that's there's there's a long and esteemed history of Islanders in that sport I mean even in uh, the Wallabies team that won the the 1991 World Cup there was what are you offering out yeah yeah he played in that team and then there was and then there's in the 99 there was Todd Akefu Todd Akefu yeah Yeah, so what was that ever offered or on the table for you guys? Oh, I, I played. Rennie would have been a gun. Mm. No, I played rugby union since I was five. I played for Chloe Eagles, and um, I played up until I was about sixteen or seventeen. I had one year with Ramwick, and then I was sort of at that crossroad. Mm-hmm. Um, I just enjoyed rugby league more, yep. you know. And I, you know, I sort of disconnected from rugby union. I used to watch it a lot, and then now I haven't sort of kept my eye on it. I mean, when Sonny was playing, I'd, I'd you know keep an eye on what Sonny was doing, but. Yeah, I mean, I kind of regret it now with the money they get paid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get paid a lot. And yeah, I, you know, like I've got nothing against the sport. I just think rugby league was better suited for me. Yeah, Australia's NBA. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Union, I mean, I switched to Union. No one really knows <laughs> no, that. Did you? Oh, yeah, I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I played three tests for the Barbarians. <laughs> I never played fucking Union in my life. My first test was against England, 90,000 at Twickenham. <laughs> We, we didn't at know. fucking centre. <laughs> <laughs> Starting at centre is a person who's never played any sort of game. Welcome him here. 90,000 people. Fuck, it's like it's hilarious. Finest fucking William three weeks of my life. Mason. William <laughs> But like, yeah, and then the second test I played against Wales at Millennial Stadium and 85,000. So yeah. what, 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 what club were you associated with when this no was No one. <laughs> yeah. Fluke my fucking way in there. So you just put your hand up and said, I'm, I'm a going to union, union player. So my manager like fluked the fuck out of it. So like I went, I was started. I, <laughs> right. Luke the fuck out. Yeah, he got me. He got me the best gig. That must so, be like, Coda. I signed, I signed Coda with, Nasser. I signed with Toulon. I signed a three year deal with Toulon. After I like I went to Hull KR, you know, I discovered that was the fucking worst place in the world. And a bit cold in the north. It, it was fucking minus twenty when I woke up. I just come I've from the, I just before. come it's, from fucking it's, it's fucking the eastern suburbs, uh, rolling around drinking beers at the pub and shit like. And then I go fucking <laughs> next minute it's minus fucking twelve twenty, wind chill of minus fifty, <laughs> training. That. I'm like, oh my god, this I'm is ridiculous. I'm a bill for. I'm like, I don't mind the fucking cold. But I was like, oh my god, what a shithole. The people, the people, were, the people were awesome. Yeah. Lo- loved them. But, like, the owner was a cockhead. Neil Hudge, I think his name was a fucking idiot. But <laughs> Let's get those GNTs going. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say this with no fucking Gordon's premium pink gin and soda, berries, meat, gin, and soda. Um, yeah, but, like, he was a dick. And then, like, my manager got me, he goes, 
can you play union? So you didn't even have to leave England. He goes, can you play union? I was like, not really. But <laughs> he goes, I've got you a massive fucking deal at Toulon. Where's Toulon? South of France. I'm get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> Sign with him. Leave it on the French Riviera. This is the only reason why I, I end up playing f- so long. Who else can play 12, 11, 12 years straight? Have an 18 months hiatus in the south of France yeah. and not give a shit. Yeah. The lifestyle was ridiculous. The mm-hmm. games were... The cheese, the wine, snow. the women. Good times, eh? Can you speak speaking, any I French? I was 45 <laughs> fucking kilometres from Saint-Tropez. <laughs> you been there? <laughs> yeah, once. You know where that is? You know where that is? You have a Nice and Cannes and Monaco and shit? Yeah. It's, it's like, very flashy. It's like there. coming from, from eastern suburbs of Manly. Like, no, I'm going to be from here to fucking Saint-Tropez. Yeah. Totally different. Mindset totally different, not concentrating on fucking anything. So you they locked you in with Toulon and then you just went straight from there to the No, no, before before I played with Toulon. Oh right. I played with the Barbars. Yeah. And it was the funnest three weeks I've ever had in my life. It's a different level union. Mm. The money's different. It's corporate. They got a better rug. It's a corporate game. Mm. And they get protected. I remember going into we stayed at right in Mayfair in London. In a penthouse or whatever. We had the whole we had the whole building. Walked in. Twenty thousand pound cash, straight to you, in an envelope. <laughs> I thought it was at the Roosters again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then um, yeah, so like I, I, play, like I played, so like I played like three tests, and I thought it was the fucking funnest three weeks I've had in my life. Yeah, so like I, I some of the greatest players. To play, I, pl- I played with them. Mm-hmm. Like my first sort of test. And like the bar- so the, the barbar thing is a piss up. Mm-hmm. Non-stop drinking. Golden oldies. Non-stop, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's like, oh, they go in because the game's actually a bit of a joke. Yeah. And they play barbar's football. And it's like they play like really expansive sort of game. Yeah. And I played at 12. Pretty much similar to like a, uh, a back rower in, in league. When you play barbar's, I thought it was going to be fucking easy. Because I actually played really well at them at both levels. And mm-hmm. I'm playing against some of the... Like two best fucking nations in the world, and I was like, "Oh, this this is going to be easy." And then um, Paul Sackey played like thirty tests for England from fucking West London or whatever. He goes, "Don't fucking think that you're going to go too long and fucking run the ball like this. You're never going to get the fucking ball." I was like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "All they do is fucking kick, 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 look for fucking goals, all this sort of shit." <laughs> And he was right. I went, to, I went back to Toulon after getting the ball all the time yeah. in the yeah. barbars to getting, I think I had two, I, I think I touched the ball twice in three, in three games. <laughs> it was a fucking joke. Johnny Wilkinson just used to go over the fucking, uh, as soon as you get over the halfway, look for a penalty so he can kick a fucking goal. Well, that's how you won a World Cup. Can you give me the fucking ball, please? That's what I'm here for. Off the tap. I run the ball. Okay, exactly. Can you kick it out? Oh, it's a fucking line in. Oh, my God. Oh, no, pass it to the 10. Now, kick it. I'm like, God damn, I hate kick chasing. If you fucking follow me, I'm the worst kick chase in the world. That was my job, kick chase. Yeah, right. That was my job. It was a kick chase. Everything. I was like, nah, fucking hate kick chase. But you get the lifestyle. You got the lifestyle. Got the lifestyle. Had the 18 months off. It was a mental thing and it was an impact thing. It was just like, you know, after, you know, 11 years straight in the representative arena for like, for so long. Mm -hmm. And it it takes toll. Mm -hmm. Credit to everyone who can just play this game all in 10 years. George Smith. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but the impact's different. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. The impact's different. The The way we play, the way I play... The impact is different. Mm-hmm. So it takes a toll on your body. So like for that 18 months off and then come back in 2012, that's the only reason why I played till 2016 because mm-hmm. I had that 18 months off, sort of rejuvenated everything, made me appreciate the game more, had a few phone calls, 
it was pretty hard coming back. I was living on the French Riviera, drinking rosé every fucking day, smoking darts, doing whatever. <laughs> it's not Never fucking believe. forty pack, forty dollars a fucking pack. It's like four euros. Um, just just living life, yeah. fucking smashing baguettes every day, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then, and then, <laughs> just big long baguettes every day. Yeah. And then just like fucking turning up the train and not even being in the side. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, fucking how good's this? That like sounds being, good. It was like being a fucking like 30th man, like a, as, a, as a young kid. Like if I was like, oh, fuck, I'm not even in the top grade. Fuck it. Did I was get, just mucking around. Did you get much of that in Toronto, Renz? What was, what, was, what was it like over there? That was, that was recently. That was a good experience. No, um, yeah. I didn't get to play over there. I got in injured. the six. Yeah, I got injured in the last game. Yeah, even, dra- even Drizzy was <laughs> hanging out. Me in the six, yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck, playoffs on now. <laughs> I, was, uh, I got injured in the last... I'd been retired for 16 months, and then they called me up to go back and play. Yeah, right. And I was I actually going to come out of retirement. For- uh, yeah. <laughs> and I got injured the last game before we flew out to Toronto, and I was going to come home, and yeah. then they said, no, come over and be part of the staff. But the city really got behind it. Yeah, they really did. They they still are. They're really supporting the club well. Um, they don't know the rules. They they think it's like baseball. They can turn up at the third innings. Like yeah. they start piling in after half time. Yeah, right. It's right. a co- totally different atmosphere. They've got bands playing. They've got uh, beer tents. Yeah, right. You know, it's a good concept. But um, but um, I think it should do well, especially if they get up to Super League. Mm-hmm. So you had so you enjoyed it back here. Probably not playing. Oh, you might go down and run with the cops at Coogee. <laughs> no, no more. I was going to have a run with uh, the local boys, but no, I'd had enough. I didn't. I shouldn't have went back and played mm-hmm. uh, last year. You know, as soon as I ran on the field, I thought, what am I doing here? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was actually <laughs> grateful that I got injured, to yeah, be yeah. honest. You know, yeah. did my ankle. Um, I think I had three comebacks, you know, so I couldn't do any more. We'll come back to us and then... <laughs> John Farnham. John, Johnny Farnham. Um, Randy yeah, no, Farnham. Yeah. It's the last time. That's what someone said to me on Twitter. That's my last comeback. <laughs> this one's for the ATO. <laughs> yeah, this one's for the ATO. <laughs> this, is one, this one's for you too, aren't <laughs> It's too far from home. Yeah, you know, sure. I had to settle back here and find my next sort of opportunity in life and what I'm going to do long term. Hanging doors. Is that what you're doing right now? Yeah, cabin making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so... Hanging up people's kitchens and yeah, stuff like that. And it's, you know, it's rewarding. Bit just of fun. making dreams come true. That's it. Mm-hmm. Now, just lastly, lads, who do you support in the footy? Because you're both journeymen, as we pointed out. <laughs> it, not, not, not necessarily the club you played for first, is it? Or is it, is it Bulldogs or what? Or, or is it your home? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I still support the dogs. So yeah. Obviously, they're going through a bit of a rough patch at the mm-hmm. moment. But I've always... Um, yeah, I'll have a soft spot for them. You know, mm-hmm. for a lot of history there, a lot mm-hmm. of um, memories and... Obviously, they probably were the reason why I had a, a little bit of success in my career. But mm-hmm. now I, I tend to watch South. So yeah. I, I don't have a choice. John Sutton's like a little brother to me. And yeah. obviously, and the majority mean. of Maruba go for South. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the two teams I keep an eye on. You know, I, Newcastle? Uh, um, yeah, well, I think we're similar. I, I, have a soft, I have a soft spot for, like, for, for the Bulldogs, obviously. Yeah. I don't like how how they play or anything like that. It doesn't represent anything that I, what we built mm-hmm. or what that club's about. But I'm not going to bag the club. They're just going through a rebuilding stage and, and that's what frustrates me. That club never goes through rebuilding stages. Not like Canberra. No. <laughs> no. You don't go through like a Titans rebuilding stage for 20 years. Or the Dragons. a building like, stage. You might have a... You might have a <laughs> building stage. We're, build. We're trying to build. <laughs> like that club is built. You know what I mean? That's what's frustrating. It's just like, just yeah. fucking win. Yeah. And I know... The, <laughs> and the people around it... They want to win now. Yeah. But 
just look at it and you're like, yeah, don't have the team to win. Mm-hmm. It's the cattle that they got. They just don't have the players. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of teams are stacked. Yeah. Yeah. Like Melbourne's like the, got the, the great culture. Roosters. Yeah, the stacked roosters. The roosters are stacked. South no, are stacked. It's only a so, matter of time. So on their gonna... best day, the Bulldogs. Well, it, might be just, it might be this interview that we've been yeah. revealed the inside. So, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, just say South and the roosters, they, they are they're built. Like, so the Bulldogs could play their best game. Mm-hmm. 10 out of, everyone can have a 10 out of 10. And then the Roosters might, a couple of players might have like a six, eight, maybe nine, yeah. and they'll still win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the difference because they don't have the cattle and they don't have the, they don't have the players. It's, it's just not happening. They I mean, just like, need it's just, an Uncle Nick. Mm. Yeah, they. <laughs> yeah, they need their fucking yeah. Lebanese mafia back there. <laughs> <laughs> what cars were you driving out there, boys? Oh, mate, I, fucking, I had a fucking Hummer. <laughs> Of course you did. Yeah. Fuck me. With a serial number carved off the yeah. engine. <laughs> I didn't pay for it. Oh, it was a fucking. <laughs> didn't pay for a meal out there. And, uh, but yeah. In- oh, I, I, I go for like. For players, my mm-hmm. mates. Mm-hmm. Like I like South because I'm good mates of Gags, Burgess Boys, Sutter. Mm hmm. A few of them guys. Yep. Bruce is still friendy. So you really are still a journey. Newcastle. <laughs> support. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't really care. Until them guys retire. Yeah. All the guys that I played that I yeah. played with or against. It's gonna be about another five years mm-hmm. and then like then I can sort of pick a team, but I don't think I can <laughs> yeah. I don't think I can pick a team. I yeah. sort of just go for the game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm all about the game. I love the game at the moment. It's played at a fucking Brutal, brutal capacity at yeah, the moment. It was very it's, fast last it's, night. Yeah, it the is. The first ridiculous. two stoppages and plays last night were tries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and you had the, the boys in the middle was going, "Thank fuck, he scored." <sighs> <sighs> For like a fucking yeah. three minutes, you get a rest. You can't smoke like, durries anymore. Yeah. No, <laughs> Cliffy Lyons can't do anything. No. Orthido, he was the last great Dari Mantra, I think. Yeah, he loved him. Yeah, he loved yeah. him. Oh, there's, a couple, there's a couple. Now he's a stand-up there. comedian. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. he's a worse, isn't he? <laughs> No comment. Really. Uh, how, bad, how bad is he? I fucking cringe when he's on the TV. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, thanks for coming in, gentlemen. Um, it's been great. We've been trying to line this up, one up for a while. Enjoy your flight to your respective southeast Sydney suburbs. And um, I'll show you at the pub. We'll catch, catch you next time. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Cheers.